I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next Breakout Rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Car Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. As always, I'm Ryan, joined by Tyler and Lou. Big episode today. We're going to get into the matchup from the weekend, talk about the NFL, what Brady Mahomes means for cards. I think that's on a lot of our minds this morning. But first, Ty, Lou and I just we we want to get to the bottom of what's up with the what's up with the the fuzzy picture today. For those watching on video, my man Tyler's got some answering to do on this uh this internet. Is it re- it's really fuzzy, huh? Like Yeah, it looks like you're fuzzy? recording on a sidekick. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, let me live. I'm in a broom closet in Scottsdale right now. Okay. Trying to get as close as possible. I'm hardwired in. They just don't I'm amazed good. Lou didn't make any comment about like, you know, vacation week or, you know, time off. Yeah, listen. Look, if there's something I know here. if there's something I know about Tyler is that is that Tyler's always working. So I don't have to worry about Tyler. It's you that I worry about. Okay. Bang. Right Fair. back at you. I'm trying to get some Zen before we come in hot to Dallas. So we will get into Dallas later in the episode, but Ty, Lou, what, like, what were your thoughts on this weekend? I'm sure you guys saw the, both games. Um, what, what were some takeaways, and what, what do you think Brady Mahomes looks like in the uh, in the Super Bowl in two weeks? I think my number one takeaway that I the thing that I walked out of the weekend saying is I will never bet against Patrick Mahomes ever. I will never bet against him against Brady. Eat it, Ty. I will never bet against him against anyone. Because they were down nine nothing, and it was twenty one nine or whatever it was before you could oh, before you could blink your eyes. They're so good. Their offense is so good. He's so good. I'll never go against him again. Or I never. I didn't. I did it on Sunday, but I never will. Uh, I just got a text. Yo, Tyler. Random number. You get on the top shot craziness. <laughs> nope. Um, so <laughs> what I realized from this weekend is in a world where Aaron Rodgers is an all-time great quarterback, he's a one in four in conference championship games, and Brady's about to go to his 10th Super Bowl. That's what I realized this weekend, and I still own no Brady's. That's, that's, that's where that lays for me. He's yeah, going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to win. Who? No the, the, who? The Bucks. The Bucks. No, no. Shot. You know what's? Someone said. Someone said Tom Brady really decided to pick a random team and yeah, take to him Super to the Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, well, random true. Team. They the team is loaded, loaded. That's great. But they, how many games did they win last year? And he was like, "Hey guys, we're going to go to the Super Bowl now." Yeah, I mean, when what? Did, how many picks did Famous throw? Like forty. Yeah, thirty and thirty. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So, takeaway from the weekend. The Bills are good. They're not the Chiefs good. It's it's like LeBron and when he was in the East. It was like there are a lot of good teams, a lot of teams you're like, man, these these guys got some talent. You're just not betting against the Chiefs to not come out of the AFC. You're not going to make that prediction. Um I'm not going to make that prediction. Uh, the other thing I saw that like stood with me is why did Matt LaFleur kick a field goal with 2 minutes left? 
fourth and six or fourth and goal from the six with the league's MVP. What's I mean, it hasn't been announced yet, but Rogers is going to win it. What? Why? I don't understand that. Playing for minimize the downside risk. I don't know. It's tough. I I don't think uh, the risk. The risk is you go home. I, I'm not. I get it. I don't. I don't have the answer. To be frank, he gets paid a lot more money than I do to coach football. Sometimes in pressure moments, poor decisions are made. I think that there's a lot more underlying angst there. Like maybe Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is out of Green Bay. Man is gone. And I, I think he says that a lot. That decision helped. I want to bring up a tweet I saw this morning that uh, talks to Lou's point because I'm I've, I'm with Lou on this about I'm not betting against Mahomes. Someone tweeted this. It was Patrick uh, Allen on Twitter said the Chiefs beat the Ravens, Saints, Bucks, Browns, and Bills. Bills twice this year. They've lost one game they were trying to win since November 2019. It's crazy. And then it goes it goes on to say like NFL analysts stop trying to talk yourselves into them not being great. It's crazy. They are great. They they, they did great. the thing they did the thing where that happened to the Lakers last year in the regular season where everyone was like, "Oh, they don't look that good." But then it was like time to play and it was like, "Oh, wait, they're the best." They uh, yeah, I, I get it, t- but the Warriors lost down 3-1. Brady's lost three Super Bowls, one when they was 19 and 0. Like the Super Bowl is different. Super Bowl is one game. If you were yeah. in Miami last year, like they were losing to the Niners. It was getting late early. Then Mahomes did his thing. I think Garoppolo might have thrown a beak. Um, but it's one game, and things get conservative. And that Bucks team, before Brady threw three picks in seven attempts, it was like he played the game in a way that was like they're either progressing forward or – not they they just didn't make mistakes and i just think in a world with all that talent i'm i'm taking the bucks uh Ty, i think your point that you made in there that i think is worth pointing out is that you said the defense like that defense is really good they have some good linebackers their front seven is amazing i mean winfield it winfield i know has been i know earlier in the year was playing well um there there's a lot of t- like sean murphy bunning i think it was yeah, his name player, had three picks and three in every playoff game like th- their yeah. defense is rolling. Um, another stat I saw, I think Emmanuel Acho tweeted this. It said Mahomes will play uh, his second Super Bowl before ever losing an NFL game by more than yeah. one possession. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's, yeah. It, like it's amazing. this is what we talked about a week ago, though. Like when we when we previewed if Brady and Mahomes won. The only person to have this much success early on was Brady. I think the big thing about Brady is, is most people would probably say it wasn't Brady why they won those Super Bowls mm-hmm. the first the first time they had a dynasty, the early mm-hmm. 2000s, right? Mahomes is the reason the Chiefs, if they win, would most likely, he was the reason they won last year. Uh, I, I think it's it's crazy to see somebody that's had so much success early on with Mahomes. Damian Williams, Williams should have won MVP in the Super Bowl last year. That's probably a fair. That's probably a fair point. Sounds like someone who had a bet on Damian Williams. Once Definitely had no wager. I'm just trying to make sure that people <laughs> remember this, remember the story correctly. Um, the, Mahomes, they didn't like go into the Super Bowl and blow out the 49ers. They grinded that thing out. And Damian Williams yeah, was a monster. But let's do this real quick. One hot take, one Super Bowl hot take from everyone, and then let's get into some card chatter. Lou? 
my hot take is that um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire will win Super Bowl MVP and his mosaic just the whole base thing comes will, re- will return to prominence. <laughs> Tyler, what's yours? Mine is Tyron Matthew, two picks, one return for a touchdown. Um, he is on top of the world, almost MVP. Tom Brady, game-winning drive, touchdown. TB12, Super Bowl. My hot take is the Chiefs win by more than 10 points. Interesting. Yeah, love, love it. Uh, yeah, I just am so excited to watch Tyron Matthew. He's my favorite professional athlete, I would say. Something Tyron interesting Matthew. to think about. Tyron Matthew, um, honey badger, man. Dude's been doing it for way too long without getting the flowers he deserves. Patrick Mahomes, prison rookie, is pop 851, and Brady's is pop 1058 for the Bowman Chrome. What is it, Lou? 851. For Mahomes, 10? Yeah. What's Brady's? 1058. Something to think about. As we consider consider their prices. uh, I mean, the price for Brady is now over 20K, 21, and the last Mahomes was 10. Something to think about. Be a big matchup. Ty Lue, does does Mahomes getting to his second Super Bowl in three years – raise his floor going forward absolutely absolutely 100 i think if he wins this game this i think his card might eclipse brady's if it wins this game some point this offseason which is crazy and means that you should i need to buy some brady man's been to 10 super bowls 10 10 of them in 21 years been to 10 super bowls that i mean that's crazy but it's just like like i saw sports center tweeted it like it's just like LeBron. LeBron went. LeBron's been to what? 10? 10, 10 or eleven? Mm-hmm. T- ten. I'm not sure. He's got four. He's four and six. Beast. Little Q and A here. Let's do it. What do we got? Let's go right into it. All right. Here's one. LeBron Chrome at 28k. Sustainable? Question mark. Was 15k just a few weeks ago from at Putnam Cards? Um, I think that is long term sustainable, absolutely. Short term, I think it's due for a little bit of a reset. I don't know when that reset is coming, but I don't know if the current trajectory is sustainable in the short term. Short term being one to three months. Rye, how do you see the LeBron top tier rookie stuff? I think, it, it, again, I kind of have two sides of my mouth with this because it's not a card like I'm like dying to go pick up as a collector myself. I think they will be popular for uh, like apps like Collectible or Rally or like hedge funds, like just big alternative investment funds that are going to want those cards in there. Um, so I think that will in, that will keep demand high on them. It's not something I like. I'm not giant dying for a Jordan PSA 10, no different than I'm not dying for a LeBron Topps Chrome 10. I just, the base rookie card isn't what I want to collect. I'd rather have a Jordan autograph or a LeBron, you know, game used patch card at a five. That, like, that in- excites me more than just a rookie card. Um, but, you know, because to each of, his own. Because of, because of scarcity, because it's what you like to collect and enjoy having, like, that's your, your yeah, vibe just, or what? T- yeah, yeah, like, uh, 
game-worn jerseys sell for a lot of money, especially of those guys, to be able to get a prime, like, multicolor patch of LeBron out of five. Like, to get a piece of that for a few hundred bucks, you know, I mean, they, they, they might be more now, but, like, I had a totally certified patch out of five from a couple of years ago that was, like, 180 bucks. And it's, like, that, to me, is more exciting than a LeBron rookie. Like, yeah, I just... Uh, doesn't excite me, right? To each his own. I'm not saying, you know, it's not a cool card. It, it will be historic. It's LeBron's best rookie card. It's, you know, LeBron will be relevant for, you know, as long as he's alive. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's a safe card. It just doesn't intrigue me. Fair. And I'm sure, Very like, it's, you know, we'll say this and we'll look back a year from now when we have another, you know, card talk episode or season five. And we'll talk about the LeBron Eclipse in 50K, 75K. Like it's, it, it it's. A, I feel like it's a pretty safe card. Like, what's the pop on it, Lou? Two thousand. Um. Yeah. Twenty one. Something I want to say. I'm checking real quick. Twenty. I mean, twenty sixty five. Twenty sixty five. Demand is. You know, the the card market's on fire right now. Only two thousand of those. I mean. Uh, yeah, I just two thousand is a small yeah. number considering how many major players are in the card market right now. Yeah, I agree. There's this whole. Class of cash and new eyeballs coming in, and it's the number like you know, there's three guys. There was that King Golden tweet they put out, but globally, there's Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe. Obviously, well, the vintage stuff is crazy, meaning there's pockets, Jerry, Will, like everything. But on the what the NBA has become, those three guys are in a different class of brand. And it's like you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the Jordan Fleer rookie that hit what 220,000 and Ken mm-hmm. Golden t- uh, put out this morning says new record for Fleer PSA Jordan is 290,000 plus with five days left to bid. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean that card's gone up $75,000 in a month. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of action. I, I, I just feel like MJ is like a million dollars. So, I mean, a lot of people are saying that. So, like, that's not breaking news, but. If Le- if MJ is a million, LeBron at twenty five to twenty uh, twenty five to thirty feels low to me. Yeah, well, there's what three sixty Jordans compared to uh, the two thousand LeBrons. Um, but let's switch it up. I got another one here for us off of a little weekend, off of some morning announcement. We've got stacks st four ckz underscore slabs. I'm a big fan of the internet four as an a i've started to incorporate that in my life in my passwords um he says since mma is international sport is there room for it to grow besides mcgregor and i think it's worth pointing out here before we get into this that the announcement came this morning on twitter and instagram that panini has taken over as the exclusive producer for ufc cards Starting in April of this year with Prism, um, it says, I, I believe, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I remember it saying that there would be Select, Immaculate, and Prism. Um, so oh. what that looks like, what's uh, so you know, I get the Michael Chandler Prism rookie next year, as yeah, we were saying? Be, it would be heat right now. Interesting. So, so my thoughts are this, a couple interesting things. He mentions McGregor. McGregor got put to sleep this past weekend for the first time, and it's... There's zero question that the sport is is piercing 
and growing and what I would call more acceptable to the mainstream market in a way where four or five years ago, I think largely it was like, I don't, it's uncomfortable to watch people beat each other up like that. And I just think over time it's becoming more accepted and respected. And a lot of people are watching it because of the work they did in the last year, being available every Saturday night, just one of those things. And that's how stuff changes. It's also quick that Saturday night, there was five fights. It's a little late for the East coast, but there's five fights, all super entertaining action they get to the main card mcgregor huge the one thing i worry about ish i would say when i think about it is the those sports boxing the little bit i know about the history of boxing to be frank but mma as I've, I've been paying attention someone like mcgregor arguably the top guy ronda rousey was like the the did things that were completely different it really only takes getting smoked in the jaw once for it to come crashing down. And I think unless you have a prolific outside of the ring, off the court career making impact, like it can be hard pressed to keep on the climb. So I I think there's a lot of prospecting. I think Israel Adesanya is a global superstar and the way he carries himself, that's someone that I would be collecting. I just love him. But at the same time, two years from now, he could lose back-to-back fights and it's like you know i think the interest it's hard to get over it's the nate robinson it's hard to get over being asleep on a mat i the interesting thing for me about the mma stuff is how i think how i thought started thinking more about soccer is it the supply and demand there's just not a lot of it right like there's a new football product or basketball product during season every week like the the product, the availability for Joe Burrow rookie cards or what Trevor Lawrence will have um, or what Bronny James will have in a couple of years, like the, the like the supply will be a lot for for those guys. MMA, soccer, like there's just not a lot of cards, like there's not a lot of options. Soccer is starting to come around more um, and, you know, produce a product more regularly but you know if you want mma like what are there five products i don't i don't even think there's five products like a yeah. ufc strike strikeout or strike kings i think it was strikeout just came out six weeks ago eight weeks ago it was like a 35 dollar one autograph pack or one autograph per box type deal it was really cheap um but i just don't see a lot of like mma products so if you want rookie cards mm-hmm. of these guys it doesn't seem like there's many options for most of them, yet alone any for some of them. Yeah, yeah I it's think extremely limited. When, when you say that, I'm like, we get questions about F1, like the, the, the top tier, tier 1A forever legends of other sports. I think it equates to it similarly. Tennis, you're seeing it, very interesting stuff happen. The net pro, the glossy, like, yeah. Uh, uh, Serena, there's not that much supply. And once that action happens, Tyson cards, uh, Lewis Hamilton, like yeah, like F one uh, tops Chrome and F one Dynasty come out here soon. I don't have a lot of it, but it like those Lewis Hamilton cards will do well. Not saying they're going to be super popular with you know the average eighteen year old collector in sports cards right now, but there will definitely be a market for them. Yeah, it's and like, the the the, the um, drawing a blank on the word the demographic of F one fans and tennis fans is I would say more wealthy 
than not. And when you think about disposable income and the people buying these things with low supply, it, it I think it matters. Yeah. Like Lou yeah, phone yeah. call. Yeah, Lou. Always working. He says, always you know, he, he says me, you know, he's worried about it and it's you always working. But I mean, it really might be a Lou always working. I down. think it is um, a Lou always working. All right. Can I ask my question now that we're done making fun of me? Yeah. Sam uh, Blavet. I don't know how to say his last name. I apologize, Sam. Um, what this is for Ryan specifically. I want to hear uh, some updated thoughts on this. What does the sold out price of twelve hundred dollars for a 2021 Donruss basketball do to the wax market going forward? Give some context on what happened and how that got there. Yeah, so 19, or 2020, 2021 Donruss basketball, right? So Anthony Edwards, LaMelo Ball, James Wiseman, uh, Halliburton, Denny, those guys, right? Uh, it was put up on blowout for pre-sale at $1,200 a week ago, 10 days ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, it was up for $1,200 and it immediately got attention everywhere twitter instagram facebook any social media app for cards it, it was being discussed um it it, it said sold out uh, uh you know immediately uh you know it, i just wonder who's paying that right like it, it breakers it, but are you like the the thing is is like last year what i don't know if people know is like last year uh, Donruss was super allocated. It was like a limited production. There was not a lot of it available. So I think last year, comparatively, like I got less Donruss than I did Prism. So like there, there wasn't a lot of it. So that makes sense um, in terms of like why the price might be higher than normal. I, I just expected it. I mean, the market is hot, right? The breakers always want the product. That's definitely the answer, Ty, of who wants it. So most breakers not being able to get it want to get their hands on it. Um yeah, I just it, it's hard to say product won't continue to be the hot commodity in cards at the moment with the way the singles market's selling and then the way breakers are able like we talked about this before. How many people do you think break cards? Conservatively 10,000? Just be conservative, 10,000. Look how much product they're breaking day in and day out and that number of breakers is only growing. There's only an infinite amount of product while there's a lot of product and a lot of options. Like, that's why I think 1920 basketball is such an interesting play, especially if you believe in the class more than you do 2020-21, which most people would probably believe in Zion and Jaw more than Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball. You know, at the rate they're breaking product, it just doesn't seem likely it's going to be available for, you know, forever. It, it's going to grow scarce. And that product, if Zion or Jaw becomes a, you know, Luca type superstar, a Giannis type superstar, like a big time guy in the class, that product has major potential long-term, especially at the rate it's getting broken out. Everybody wants it. Every breaker's looking for product. So they're getting it, they're ripping it, they're getting it, they're ripping it. Eventually, you know, supply runs what, out. What do you think the, uh, Lou, you might've seen these numbers in the month of December, what do you think the total handle for sports betting in the state of New Jersey was. I did see the state summer. of New Jersey month of December last month, total handle, meaning dollars bet on sports, sports and sports only. I know the answer. Just throw throw out a number. 200, 200 million. They did 993, $996 million in the month of December was, was Holy bet on games. Cal. And uh, Tyler, I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. 
take one percent and allocate that to cards. Mm. Take one. It's, it's it's a real thing. Like I, that's I, nuts. I think to, to Tyler's point and people, and that's New Jersey. Know, that's yeah, New Jersey. I, that's great. That is my, that like that is just mind blowing. And so you're telling me Don In Russ one like, month. <laughs> yeah. So then the idea of Don Russ being twelve hundred dollars gets a lot more easy to understand. Wow, that is crazy. And it sucks because it's like that's just expensive now, and like that's not fun. That Don Russ is a super expensive product, and like ha- that goes back to prism and all all that but does that push people out like like think of how many people won't buy boxes now like that want to open a box of donruss and chase their favorite players or chase next days does does the price of boxes push people away not saying it's good bad i'm just asking i don't think so you know what they're gonna do now they're gonna go on carcollector2.com and buy a donruss break yeah, I, I that's think what it I does do, bro. I'm not buying a box of, yeah. of cards. It just I'll changes do, I do your habits. Instead. It just changes your habits because you still want that, or it pushes you into a different product. I think Panini and these companies are going to continue to innovate on the lower product, like all this hoops. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like when I tangentially, I'm like, oh, people are starting to fuck with hoops because it's what people have access to rip and less expensive. But hoops is and like pre-selling for like four hundred dollars a box. And it, I get uh, it. I, the other side of this coin. Like, uh, so listen to that. A year ago, it also cost ten dollars to, to go to Starbucks. I ha- yeah, fair, fair. I had a, I had my first trade night in like February a year ago, right? And it was like the first week of February. We had a trade night. I had hoops basketball on the shelf for like ninety nine dollars, and didn't sell a box. Yeah. Now it's like four hundred, and people are like flocking to it. Just to, it speaks to the market because it's crazy Trey, how much. P- Trey PSA 10s were $40 24 months ago. And Lucas was like 80. Yeah. And now they look at they they move volume. At yeah, and I think it'd be I do think it'd be good for us, you know, I, this actually I'm looking forward to Dallas for this reason. I I like here I think sometimes myself and Tyler and Ryan a little bit as well think the same way. We have a very much of like a a group think where we see these cards being twelve hundred dollars, it's like that makes sense. But to someone else, that makes absolutely no sense at all, and like they're pissed about it, and understandably so. I I, I think there's a there's some sort of middle ground of understanding between. Obviously, these cards cost as much because now this is just comp, like just this is just business, and business is that's it. But there's also something too. If the cards get so expensive, it makes it less interesting. I don't know where that line is, and is it less interesting to the masses? I don't think so, but maybe. Yeah, hoops basketball is being pre-sold at four hundred and seventy-five dollars a box. Last when year's Kevin basketball Durant's first shoe dropped. It was like ninety bucks. Last year's basketball on there. These are both blowout. Last year's basketball hoops nineteen twenty with Zion is seven forty-nine a box. Yeah, it's expensive, but the, the fractional thing in the same way that the fractional is going to drive up the prices because everyone can get action. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, it's crazy how much the market's changed in a year. It is. I got a I got a question that uh, I wanted to ask. I saw this on here, and I thought this is a great one because you guys are the Pokemon guys. This question is from Riley Washburn on IG. He said, "Pokemon versus sports cards, which one has more upside?" It's. I, oh, I think it's too broad. 
of a question as is. We'll pick one. I think okay, so. Let's do this. Let's do first edition Pokemon versus tier one basketball cards. So tier one meaning Jordan, LeBron. Yeah, Jordan, LeBron, KD, Kobe, Luca, Kobe. Uh, yeah, those guys versus first edition. Tyler. So I was going to answer the question by saying the value of the New York Knicks. It looks like it's three point six billion, but that might be old. This dude. Four point six billion. And the value of Pokemon is a ninety one billion dollar IP. So like to answer just the Pokemon sports, it's like it's sports. And I do that because there's how many teams in the NBA? And how many mm-hmm. teams in the like it's just a bigger it's just a way bigger. Yeah, that's why thing. I think it's not fair. It's like you're talking about like, like one little thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So take let's first let, edition. Take the top tier basketball. It's tough. Like, do I think there's I, the answer is both. I can't answer it any other way. Uh, if it's sports or Pokemon, if you have to play in one or the other, I would play in sports. There's going to be yeah. more demand across. Like just straight up. If you enjoy Pokemon more, you should play in Pokemon. There's opportunities in both. There's I think opportunities the big- in garbage pail kids. There's other like. So I'm not looking at it like Lou with like the comparing tier one to tier one. For me, tier one, I'll take the tier one basketball. I think if you're looking at it as would you rather buy a Trey Young Prism PSA 10 or a first edition Charmander, I'll take the Charmander. I agree. I think that's my argument is like if you compare original Pokemon to some of these modern guys that have, you know, a couple thousand PSA 10s like that, that market, I'm going to go with the original Pokemon stuff, I think it's safer. Not saying Trey Young won't be amazing. I just think there's the supply, the the supply factor will play out long term. Which cards are more accessible and which cards are easier to find? And the 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 lower or the higher grade Pokemon, I think, will be will be tougher. So if I'm comparing the modern stuff of guys that aren't, you know, KD, LeBron, the the super superstars. I'm going to go with the Pokemon on like, hey, do you want a LaMelo Ball Prism PSA 10? Or do you want a, again, first edition Pokemon PSA 9? I'm going to go with the Pokemon. If if your goal is to like have the same card 10 years from now, if your goal is to flip it and make money in the short term, I'm definitely taking the basketball card. So I think it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again. Blue, but I think there's, there's action in both. What are you thinking, Lou? Um, yeah, I'm thinking that if you're talking short-term flips, you're probably going to want to play in Pokey in sports, just because, as we've said here a thousand times, like the the opportunities in sports cards for quick flips is like way better than a Pokemon. That said, I've been an advocate of Pokemon since the show started, and I think in the longer term, when you're talking about Magikarp versus Trey Young Prism, I feel much better about Magikarp than I do about Trey Young Prism. Long term, I agree. So I got, there's a yeah, six hundred bucks. If you're talking about six hundred dollars, you spend on one thing. I'm buying a Magic Carp over a Trey Young ten. That's just how it is, and that might sound insane to people, but that's how I feel. Ty, Lou, this we got a question on here that I I want to uh, adjust, but it talks about like Herbert or Lawrence, and I I want to ask you guys going into let's say August, right? The time of the national. It's August first coming and, up. Yep, coming, coming up? up. Yep, August 1st of this year. August 1st, 2021, the Nationals here. Let's say everything happens. It's it's going on. 
Who is the hottest selling card at the time? Ready? Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Justin Fields, or Trevor Lawrence? Her- Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. I agree with Lou. I agree with Tyler. 100%. He doesn't have. He doesn't. Ha- he only has the draft picks card at that point. No, at that point he'll likely have the pro stuff will start coming out in June. You'll have you elements. You'll have cert. I know you have elements. You have certified. You have a lot of like. So you you're think? Not gonna- so you think Trevor Lawrence certified is going to sell better than Justin Herbert Prism? Those are comparable, but Justin Herbert certified will sell better than will sell less than Trevor Lawrence certified. Absolutely, people right. want people the will be more interested in tre- in Trevor Lawrence than they will Herbert for the same reason that nine hundred ninety six million dollars was bet on sports in the month. You could have just like put it into CDs or Apple stock. People are degenerates, largely, and they want higher upside. And Herbert, for as great of a year he had, it's the same reason like why things like people forget and Lawrence. Or the expectation is that he equals Herbert, if not better, in his rookie year. I thought the Urban question Meyer, was sell better, in which case more there's demand, no way more Lawrence. Yeah, I, I think people will be more interested to look for Lawrence stuff because it'll be newer. But it, I think in terms of stuff that's going to sell better, there's not going to be anything really there to buy. Like elements, like, okay. Fields, <laughs> I'm not sure how I, I, Fields versus Herbert, no. But T. Lawrence has Zion, bro. We've been watching him for years. Yeah, I agree of the internet 100%. hype generation, hundred uh, percent. And and I think that conversation, your two answers, will lead us to: Are there buying opportunities out there? Right? You said Herbert. You said Lawrence. Right? Like nobody's talking Joe Burrow. Nobody. What's Jalen Hurd's situation look like? Is Kyler an afterthought? Like I think there will lead to opportunities in buying those guys because you're only gonna people are the ninety percent of the market's gonna be focused on those two quarterbacks. Joe Burrow's coming off an injury. Kyler becomes an afterthought. Like, what happens with those other quarterbacks that are young that we have high expectations for? I said it a few weeks ago. I am wildly interested to see what happens with Kyler because for this exact reason, Herbert's the rookie of the year. Joe Burrow is the chosen one coming back from his messed up knee. Jalen Hurts has questionable situation. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Kyle, not Kyle Trask. Uh, what's the guy from Zach, North Zach Wilson. Zach, Zach Wilson. Jones. Trey Lance. All those guys. Kyler is going to be in the background just looming, just waiting for his opportunity. And to me, for a car that was $1,000 for the season last year, got down to around three fifty. who knows where it'll be come June, July, August, that is a card to me that is extremely interesting, especially his silvers. So I got a, another question here. Um, I don't believe we answered. Some of these are from last week, but I don't think we answered this one. The question is from frequency high underscore like underscore uh underscore space dot dot dot. So he definitely has a long handle, um, but that's my guy actually. He says, what do you consider low pop? What do you consider low population? What do you consider low supply? And I would like for you gentlemen to take a quick stab at that answer before I give a a thought that has probably been heard or expected from the way that I speak. Ryan. Um, I, th- I think it's relative. Like, I think that's the big thing here is like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander prism tens are a low pop comparatively to Luca prism tens, you know, because Luca tens of 15, five, 
at this point for 10s. Uh, I think LeBron Topps Chrome 10 is low comparatively to Luka PSA 10 prisms. Like, I, I, I think when you're comparing it, that's, there's not like a, hey, a thousand is the cutoff for low pop. Like, LeBron Topps Chrome 10 at 2000 is a low pop card. Like, there are a lot more people that want that card than there are available. Um, so I, I think it's not a specific number. It, it's it's all relative to, um, you know, what you're trying demand. to compare it to. to demand. It's relative to every conversation math. you're having. It's math. The whole thing is math. How do you re- arrive at a uh, price point? Why do prices changes? Because it, is it, when did you take algebra? In freshman year, high school, right? I think it was algebra. I mean, Supply I was kind of stupid, like, so I was like junior year. Algebra yeah, but you learned yeah. But like it's uh, what what is considered low supply? I'm not sure. What's the demand? Like it's it, it's very straightforward and boring. But then you layer context over to your point. You start to say, okay, well, Luca versus Trey, which is which one one might have higher, more supply, and be considered lower supply based on the equation when you add demand. That's how you get to the price. And once you start to see extreme stability in a price, that means the supply and demand has reached somewhat of an equilibrium point. Yeah, like I think shit it's, that's running up is because the supply constraint is not yeah uh, it's demand very is far outpacing supply. Yeah, like I, I think you know it's easy to look at Shay Shay Jones Alexander and people are like, oh, he's low pop, and it's like cool, but like no one. There's not a lot of people running around looking for Shea Gillis Alexander cards right now. That kid is a baller, though. Like, he doesn't awesome. get a lot of love. He's good. He definitely is. Baller. He's definitely By good. By the way, someone, someone in the question said, can you talk about Oklahoma City Thunder? We just did. I, I, he's but, good. Yeah. Like, I think he is good, right? Like, that's a, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's a way to look at it. But it's also, like, cool. There's a, but there's a reason that the cards are so are low. Like the lessons remain the same. Like when you go on eBay and you look at a price point and you're like, oh, why is that so low compared to his thing being so high? Uh, why is the price so low compared to the pop being so low as well? As opposed to someone like Trey, and it's like, oh, I think Shay's better than Trey. And it's like the the answer to that question is like it doesn't doesn't matter what you think about how good they are. The market decides. Yeah, like he, like your opinion That's the means answer. nothing. Ultimately, yep. the market and it, you know, y- you could bet on that, right? Hey, you think Shay's underpriced? You think Shay's better than Trey? Buy a couple of them and see what happens. Let it play out. Um, so, you know, if, if that's a because eventually the market might come around okay. to that. Hey, man, Shay's better than Trey. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. But the market will come around to that and more people will start looking for him. You'll start buying up the ones on eBay and then the next ones will be listed higher and the price will go up. So I'm going to attempt to make a little point here using eBay um, based on this. So can you see my screen? Yes. Uh, let's see. I'm just I'm going to cut the two. Cool. eBay, so we got Durant, Durant Tops Chrome, right? So sometimes even when there's supply of a card, when you look at the pop, pop number, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's liquid like there's supply available you have to work harder for it right so here you go durant tops chrome psa 10 and you scroll down you'll see that relatively speaking there's just not much available right now we're out now now there's that boom right 
Yeah, and by the way, these cards, and Tyler, to to add on to your point, these cards were available. It's just when things get hot, everything, everything is gone. Uh, I'm I'm saying like there isn't a second, like we can't go to page two, right? Yeah. So now I'm going to stop and I'm going to do a different one. Share screen, tab. Now at this point, I I didn't search it. I'm going to switch it up a little bit, but Tiger Woods, PSA 10. It's really the upper deck. Let me plug this in. Upper deck, PSA 10. Now, while those all might not be the card we're specifically talking about, there are 478 results for those that are not watching. That is exactly right. Let me go to page six over here. I have a BGS 10 in that card, and I've heard the BGS 10 is like a pop 500. So now, what's the, yeah, what is the pop on this Tiger compared to? The upper deck, a one compared to Durant Tops Chrome. I think maybe two or three X. I could be wrong. I always get nervous when I say things, but. So, boom. That, 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 my point there is that there is way more supply compared to the demand. The, the, the factors, again, algebra, two X, three X, four X supply. 10 you know uh 4x supply 0.25 the amount of demand is way more like it just it all plays out in that regard so that's my answer to the what Um, do you consider low low supply what's the demand and how far out of whack are they so tiger woods 2001 upper deck there are 9136 psa 10s kevin durant Mm, tops chrome less than a thousand 2007 there are 917 yeah, that makes sense. So, what, so nine ten x nine nine to ten x. That's crazy. So yeah, it's just that that it just plays out. I think the interesting part about the tiger though is like that is his rookie card. Like while the, the ops chrome is Durant's, there yeah, are multiple plenty of alternative options for Durant. Whether they're as popular as tops chrome, they're not gonna be. But there are other alternatives. There's really one tiger rookie. Yeah, you know what? It might, it might be more. Let me pull up the, the that rookie, the paper rookie. Um, the Durant is a pop twenty seven fifty one, so it's it's higher. It's still four X, yeah. but it's it's higher. But there yeah, there can I, be a card that has a population of ten thousand, and the demand is so insane that that supply is considered lower than a card that has one thousand, and no one in the world. Yeah, I think that what we just went on a little detangent about is relevant to a lot of questions that we get, and I'm sure people have, where it's like, X, like, what about my very specific card that I'm looking at? It's like, you can do that for any card at any time. You need to just be able to understand, all right, here's the population of this card. Here's the here's the feel I have for how popular this card actually is right now or could be. And this is the price I have to pay for it relative to the price of other person. Like, that's it. You need to just weigh those factors and make your decision. All right. So as we transition out of or like towards wrapping up the show, I've, I was thinking about this earlier today and I wanted to bring this up. Um, but, you know, we haven't been in person at a show since the national of 2019 together. Um, I went to Dallas in November and, and saw it and, it was wild and the market has only continued to grow hotter and hotter and gain more attention from major uh, 
major people. Um, I just wanted to get your guys' kind of uh, thoughts on what you're expecting, what you're looking forward to, and just kind of your overall vibe as we uh, as we are few days away, well, 48 hours away from, you know, being on our way to Dallas. I just wanted to get your guys' feel for this. I am unbelievably excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be so much fun. There's going to be so much action. Like it's like you're saying, I haven't been to a show in in two years, a year and a half, two years, whatever it is. Like, and I've been in my house watching all these cards things go down for the last eight months, and I'm like, I can't wait to f- actually feel the action. And I joke about like the vibes and all that stuff, but like, no, like I want to see how else everyone, I want to see how everyone else actually feels because. Like always, it's easy when you're on Instagram and get excited and all that stuff. But actually being at a show, at a table, people making deals, like feeling that gets me excited. And I'm also pumped to see you, Rye. Yeah, I am excited to see you, Rye. Um, <laughs> for me, I mean, I know that on this show, we largely talk about whether you want to call it the economics or the market or like speak to individuals that are in a kind of like this is a business buying and selling how to approach it keep things moving make money ish i guess you could say like the transactional side of things um but i'm honestly just looking forward to seeing some epic cards just like seeing them when when i went to then the national in 2019 and this is only my the only other show i've been to I mean, other than if you call Gary's office, like a card show at times, um, I'm just excited to see some dope product and dope cards. And and then I am bringing a stash of my own stuff largely to maybe execute some trades. Um, And I'm excited to meet a ton of people like this has been a beautiful thing for myself personally, since I first got into it, not only for the ability to have this show and people care or listen to what we talk about um but it's i've met a a million different people maybe uh, maybe not a million but i've I've met a ton of people largely through instagram handles and dms and i have those conversations and they're really fun and talk about cards but i'm excited to meet people in person and i know that um we're gonna have to do so safely and and all that jazz but i'm excited to see dope cards meet dope people try and execute some trades maybe and just um be a part of the whole the whole sitch I, I, I'm just, it, I love it. It's fun. I have fun with it. And that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. This really, there's not, there's not much like it, right? When like I've been to the national, you know, before they canceled it, I had been 10 years in a row and it is the, uh, I look forward to that as much as I look forward to like anything all year there. It's just being around people with like-minded, you know, interest that, you talk to every day on social media and uh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's hard to explain how, how, how awesome it really is. Um, a lot of good people in this hobby, a lot of great people in this hobby and being mm-hmm. around them for a couple days, wheeling and dealing is just, it, it speaks to how awesome the market is. Um, so um, one thing I would love, I would love to ask your guys' thoughts on this. Let's add some value to someone that is listening that is going to be in Dallas that might not have been to many shows. Mm-hmm. Tyler, you're a you're a one time show guy. What is one piece of advice you would give someone going to a major show for the first time? I'll go first. Um, my my piece of advice would be patience. Uh, 
patience, but uh, conviction in that when you walk in the show and you go to your first table and you see a card that you like that you know is around, right? So like, let's say you're like, all right, I really need to get a tray silver. I want a tray silver 10. The first table you walk up has one at X price. I don't know what the number is, right? X price. Do not just make a deal with that guy right away. Check the other tables. See what's going on before you make a buying decision. Because you, the worst thing you can do, and something that I've done, is walk into a table, make a deal, and then you go to another table, and that same card is there for cheaper. Generally speaking, those things are don't they? They're not too big of a difference because everyone just uses eBay as a price reference now, the same way they used to use Beckett Magazine. But it's always worth making sure you're going around and seeing all the different tables and seeing what's around before you make buying decisions. At the same time, when you see something that you, just, you really like and you feel really, really good about it, don't be scared to make the move. It's a little bit of both. Enjoy it and be present. That is great it, advice. It, uh, it'll be over quick. It's like, it's just like the same thing with like Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner or you know a weekend on going skiing with your boys or whatever. Like, that's, I think, maybe sometimes the struggle because – like to lose point, you get an A to energy. I, for me, when I when we walked into energy or into national, it was like the energy was like, oh, this is sick. I want to see everything and meet everyone and do it. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's over. And so I think that is a uh, nice work, Lou. That was yeah. sweet. Um, yeah, I think just enjoy it and, and be present and meet people and, and form some connections that can uh, last longer than just a day or two. I think that's important, Ty, is be present. That would definitely be one of mine. Um, I think the one thing I would say is kind of to build off of Lou's point is I've gone to shows before and when you see something that you would keep, something that's a big addition to your personal collection, if you're going as a collector to add something, you won't regret You won't regret buying it. I'm not saying pay 5, 10x on something, but if there's something there that you know would be an awesome addition to your personal collection – you won't regret buying it. There are times that I went have gone to shows early on and, you know, cool cards, great cards for my personal collection. And I'll be like, ah, I'll come back. And then you come back and it's gone. If there's an opportunity to acquire something, a grail card for you, um, or, or something you would really, really, really enjoy in your collection that I would say, take that chance again, assuming it's not going to, you know, stop you from doing other things ever in cards or um, outside of cards. I'm not saying, you know, do something crazy like that. But if you have the means to acquire something that you would really, really enjoy keeping, I would say um, t- take that, that that risk and, 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 and grab it. Because I can tell you, I've gone to shows before and, I, and I've regretted not buying some things that I, I know I would love to have in my collection. Yeah, I really am hoping that I leave Dallas this weekend with any form of a uh, Cristiano Ronaldo mega cracks 137, like any grade. I'm just looking to, I'm just looking to have one, put it on my desk. That's also a good advice, Ty, is have an idea of what you want to accomplish. You walk in this room, like you guys both said, right? I've been to these nationals before. They're massive. You're talking about 500,000 square feet, massive, massive, massive spaces. 
and you walk in and you're immediately overwhelmed. The first table yeah. you go to at the National has Babe Ruth signed jerseys and crazy stuff, right? And you're like, oh my goodness. And then you go to another table and it's, you know, Gretzky 101 and Brady contenders. And like, you're like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. If you don't have a plan, it's very, very easy to get sidetracked because of how overwhelming it is. Yeah, I won't, yeah. I won't get past two tables without picking up every Michael Porter Jr. in sight without realizing that I just blew my entire load and there's no chance I'm getting a Ronaldo. I think it's the, like, it's funny you said that, right? Because I remember when we were at the National, our table was here. Right over here, there was a table of, like, really old school vintage signed checks. And it was, like, I couldn't like, help myself. I went there, like, five or six times during the weekend. It was It's, like, just the purest form of, like, why we love cards and, like, collectibles and stuff like that is random shit like a uh hank aaron signed bank check for 17 dollars is like the coolest thing in the world to me like i just love that so it's just the, it's the most yeah. pure form of the stuff that we love That's yeah like a penn yeah. state varsity sweater from yeah 54 <laughs> yeah so. Yeah, I think that's that's big is, is ha- have a plan. Um, but feel free to reach out to people you know have been to shows. They have experience doing this and they have they they've got great advice. So I would encourage people if you've never been to to look at that. Um, in terms of latest launches week, I just want to hit on this real quick because we do this every week. This is probably the slowest week we've had in and maybe ever since we've recorded this show. You have WWE fully loaded wrestling and leaf metal baseball. That is it. You have no basketball and no football and no licensed baseball. So uh, no hockey either. So major, uh, uh, definitely a a lull in terms of releases this week. We're going to start getting into some stuff here in the next couple weeks, but this week has nothing. Um, Is there any news on prison basketball? So Panini released a picture a while back. I think we talked about this originally. And uh, my, my understanding it was March. I don't see it anywhere online that that's what that's going to be. I would assume COVID's going to likely push things back and, and, you know, back farther and further. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the moment, on in terms of release calendar, I see Hoops Basketball, then Certified, Donruss, Revolution, Donruss Choice, and Absolute. And that covers through March 10th. So, but... I, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. We can uh, hopefully find out that more information soon on that. But also worth pointing out, we will be recording an episode live in Dallas. I think that is that is important we're here. In the mix, we've kind of we've kind of hinted that we'll be at Dallas. You know, we've we've told people we're going to be there, um, but we will be recording an episode live. Um, that is something we intend to do during the show. Um, so keep an eye out for that that's something we're uh, we're excited to do so we will have our our microphones all our recording equipment there and we will be recording an episode live yep hit us up on ig dm we're going to be definitely linking up getting together with people we get in thursday night uh yeah i'm just excited if you listen to the show and you will be in dallas hit me on ig i definitely want to link up try to make some stuff happen together yeah for sure cool all right see you guys in dallas that's a wrap on card talk this week Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.